Hello and welcome back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast. I am one of your hosts, John. With me here, I have Jeff. Jeff, how are you this week? Hey, Johnny. I missed you. I missed you too. We had a hiatus week. Uh, they would, they would, some people would call it a week off. You know, it's it's hard to overcome the sadness of the realization of the NFL season ending. It's, it's tough to deal with. We had the NFL blues. Yeah, we definitely do. I mean, in this area, everyone thought that the Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. Uh, clearly, that is not the case. And so, yeah, we all have to deal with it and move on. Um, at least our hockey team has been playing better, I would say. Have not they? Hayden's. Uh, I think the Flyers <laughs> no. are on like a five-game winning streak. Oh, really? I didn't even notice. I know, I know. The, the Sixers beat the Lakers, uh, the Warriors the other night. Yes, they did. No, the Flyers beat the Winnipeg Jets. I think isn't Winnipeg good this year? I don't know. I'm way out on the NHL. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I'm not about to turn this into a NHL I, podcast, so we can I, end I, it right there. I'm working and preparing for the pod about 15 to 20 hours a day, so I don't have time for an NHL. God, that's way more than me. I, I think I'm 15, 20 minutes. 20, 15, 20 minutes tops. <laughs> or seconds. Um, seconds. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is yeah. episode 29, I'll have uh, you know. Episode 29. We've, we've so been doing this for a while now. Chugging along. Yeah. You know, making waves in the community, in the <laughs> podcast community, some, some would say. 38 cents at a time. That's right. Yeah, I mean, we are looking for sponsors, so, I mean, you know, anybody who's interested, we would... Are we allowed just... to talk about that sponsor, our, our sponsor? Absolutely, we're allowed to talk about our, our sponsor. Any Day Rosé? Yeah, it's delicious. That's a fantastic sparkling beverage. Is it sparkling? Yes. It is, correct. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's been a while since I had one, so I couldn't remember. <laughs> couldn't remember. Fucks you up, man. Tickled Fuck my throat. You. It fucks you right up. <laughs> It does. Um, for anybody who is interested in uh, reaching us, you can email us uh, gardenstateofmindcast at gmail.com. If you are new to this program, uh, you can listen to us on Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Um, there's definitely somewhere else. And it's been two weeks. So I forget all the uh, platforms that we're on, but it's whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll list it in the show notes. How's that sound? That's so it's hard to keep track, John. We understand. Hang in it there, is. buddy. And if somebody's listening to us, clearly they've already found us anyway. But it right. would be nice Just, for them to know, you know. You know, keep on subscribing, telling friends, five star reviews. Yeah, it's all. I think helpful. we're on. I think we're on Stitcher. I, I'm almost positive. We're Spotify. That's where we're on. We're on Spotify. There you go. Yeah, we got to amp up the professionalism here. Um, no, no listener mailbag. I find yeah. that uh, shocking. We, you know, we were averaging one to two emails a week, I would say, which isn't really all that impressive. Um, but I feel like we're we're pissing off some listeners uh, <laughs> with all of our bachelor talk. Probably, but you know, it's probably it's the best thing in our lives right now, isn't it? Well, I mean, I don't know if I will go that far, but I will say, you know, what is it? Uh, two men can't talk about the bachelor. You can't listen to some commentary. I mean, what's that show all about anyway? It's just about 
it's hot chicks. I, I'm telling, I'm, I'm advising all the straight men, and I'm sure you agree with me now. This show is watchable. It's fun. The chicks aren't super hot this year. Usually there's, you know, some real standouts. Um, but, you know, they're, they're hot enough. Well, and hey, if you're on the other side, I mean, there's a, a really great-looking bachelor there for you. <laughs> right. He's oh, bringing a lot, a lot to the table. I, 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 you know, they, they keep bringing – I heard a podcast this week. They're talking about it. And um, actually, it was the old uh, bachelorette from like a couple of years ago. And she feels that uh, Colton has completely contrived everything he's doing. Like he realized in his season – when he was a contestant, he realized it wasn't going to work out. So, because right. really, why else in the world would on national TV would you bring up you're a virgin? And uh, he he bet right, knowing that this could be his end to be the bachelor. And I like this theory a lot. So then it's not true that he's not really a virgin. Well, but if somebody took his virginity, they would have cut. That would have come out already. Yeah, probably that's true. You know, uh, like that person would have – there would be something out there. Yeah. But I, I – no, Because, well, you know, and obviously this guy can't be that bright where, you know, he, he's so into football that he can't get laid, which again, he, he his lies don't even make sense about why it didn't happen. I, I maybe I think it's maybe microphallus. I think you were, you mentioned that. I think that's probably it. Like what, small penis? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't figure out the whole reason behind why you would want to um, proclaim to the world that you're a virgin. Not that, like, whatever. If you are, that's fine. I mean, I'm not not making fun of the guy for that, although I probably did a, an episode or two ago. Um, for me, it's more just his his dullard personality and the fact that yeah. he's got absolutely nothing to say. Like, that's probably, that's the reason why you're a virgin. Like, you do have to be able to have a conversation with a, with a girl unless it's some horror. Um, you know, you have to be able to have a conversation before you can sleep with her, right? I mean, that's usually how it works. And I don't know. All this guy wants to talk about is your feelings and tell me your deepest, darkest secret. And that shit gets old, man. Like, yeah, well, that's, women want to have fun. Yeah, that's that's a bachelor trope that he's playing up on. I, you know, like again, why he probably got the job. So is that? So you're the expert here. I am not. Uh, is that <laughs> in previous seasons? So that's usually. Oh, I want to know all about you. And and yes, right? Like if you're going to marry someone, you, you, you want to know as much about them as you can. I would advise that. But is it like on day one, I need you to start telling me some stuff that makes you cry about yourself? Yeah, that I, it's, it's helpful for the show. And, you know, obviously he's giving roses this week based on the crying. Demi even faked some tears, which is fun. Yeah, but, see, that girl doesn't feel any there, – there's no sadness in her life. But, Picture us, right? The dude's 27, right? Okay. Or 20, 26 years old. If we were on this show and it wasn't on a major network, okay, all it would be would be a fuck contest. I, I wouldn't want to be marrying anybody. I'd be want to, I'd just keep <laughs> all the hottest girls around for as long as I could, just, you know, and, and bang them all. That's all it would be about. Feelings. You don't think they would catch on? You don't think the women would catch <laughs> no. on to your, your game? 
I'm saying if this was a show in a man's world, you wouldn't oh, be on okay. ABC, you know, be on Spike TV or something. <laughs> and no, we wouldn't be worried about feelings and virgins and and, you know, tragedies in your life or, you know, actually tragedies in your life maybe put you to the top of the list of, of you know, the fuck list. If yes. I could be so indelicate. So, you know, yeah. him him talking about feelings and this and that is playing the game, you know, of of ABC network TV bachelor. Yeah, I don't know. You know, all the successful dates that I had, you know, certainly before I got married and just thinking back even before then, like usually, you know, you'd be laughing like I wasn't trying to. Oh, wow. He's oh, um, I wasn't trying to elicit some like heartfelt story out of them. I didn't want to hear any of that yet anyway. Um, but I guess this guy and, and you're right. I guess he's playing up to this is what The Bachelor is. You know, I need to create some drama here. And that way I feel like you're opening up to me because otherwise I can't be with you. And what if you don't have any horrible stories? It seems like if you don't have a horrible background or, or something painful that happened to you, you're, you're out. You're not interesting to him. Yeah. Is that always the case? It's kind of, yeah, it's another trope. You have to make stuff up. I, I just, listen, yeah, it's for, it's for, it's for the ladies too, Johnny, not just for us. Uh, so the win- so the the women saying, like that, huh? Oh, we all love this. Oh, Melinda's so taken with you know someone died or or you know there's some tragedy. Yeah, they're they're all, they really resonate. Really resonates. I must just be an unfeeling piece of shit that knows these <laughs> stories. So, so like when Kaylin tells her story, obviously that's awful. You know, you're talking about like people being sexually assaulted. Yes, that's terrible. <clears throat> um, I don't laugh at that kind of stuff, but I don't need to hear all those stories. The first week I know you, and yeah, in fact, if you if you are telling me, I think there might be something wrong with you. If I, I, do, I just got to know you, I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know why she told it. I mean, I kind of like that that she's like, you know, fighting through it, and you know, coming off three minutes ago where I said I would just want to fuck all the girls on the show, um, I, I don't want to necessarily like reverse gears, and I just the idea of frat guys. I wasn't in a fraternity. The idea of, of a guy getting a girl so drunk or drugging her and then, you know, molesting her basically lifeless body. Who the fuck wants to do this? I, 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 I don't understand what's happening. Why would anyone in the world, why would this be an option? You, even for the guy, you can't be that drunk that you want, you want to molest a, a sleeping person. What the fuck, John? It happens all the time. I can't believe it. Happens it happens all the time. I mean, I was in a fraternity. I don't know anyone that did that. Um, but I know that, you know, look, there's thousands of universities and uh, lots of douchebags. And, yeah, they're sick. They're sociopaths, man. It's horrible. It's insane. I don't get it. it I, I know. It's like, you know, I, I, I'll i be honest. I kind of like, you know, I wasn't really in her on her side before. And, like, kind of now I am. Like, I like her much more now. After, you know, maybe I'm like uh as sensitive as Colton is. I need to hear yeah, that that's, story. That's a terrible story. Now, do you think that's going to impact our chances with him? Is that too uh, much? Is that too much drama for him? No, I don't. I don't think that'll matter. He, he, she, you know, when he was, it's weird when, when she was like trying on the dresses and stuff, like he was looking at her like, like a dude that really wanted to, you know, bang her. But then I was like, <laughs> But I keep thinking, with the, is is he even acting with that? Does he has he ever wanted to really bang somebody? Because he hasn't. You know, I don't know. There's too much to think about, Johnny. 
<laughs> there is. Yeah, There's too much interesting happening. Interesting storylines. I know. Well, Tracy's gone. One of the uh, cougars. Yeah, Tracy. She's done. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why she wasn't already gone. I don't know either. I can't believe that someone that's like 31 is considered a cougar. I know. I that cougar was reserved for like mid to late 40s or 50s. Right. Yeah, of course it is. But it's just, it, it's funny with, you know, Demi immature. Uh, but that's, well, what's, yeah. that's what's great about her. She's a dope, um, which is probably why she'll be in like the final three or whatever. How many women are left now? I don't know. You know, uh, know, you know one thing I realized that so there's a Hannah B and a Hannah whatever. I, re- I realize this is another thing that, that the producers of the show do to you every se- every season. There are girls with the same names, and they'll call them a you know a Rebecca G and a Rebecca C and a you know we got the Hannahs this year. There's 30 girls. Can't they just decide? Let's have everyone. Have, no one has a, a double name. Well, there's like, so many stupid names out there today, like uh, Blue Ivy and just the Apple and. I mean, I hear some ridiculous names. I can't believe, but they seem to find two, two people that have the same name. What I and, think and is, narrow them down to the thirty. Right, I think it's done on purpose. It has to Why? be done. On, I don't know. There must be a reason behind it, but it happens so often. I mean, you can't go around. If we went around in the '80s and and picked thirty girls, yeah, everyone would be named Jennifer and Michelle. But you know, nowadays, <laughs> I, I don't know why we. I don't think you could pick thirty girls with the same name. Could you? I don't even know if I work with 30 women. I mean, I'm trying to think of like the 30 women I work the closest with at work. If any of them have the same name, I don't even think so. It's just weird. Yeah, it must be. It has to be on purpose for for whatever reason. How many how many uh, boys are going to be named Colton this year as they're being born? Do you think? God, I hope not going to be like a, a rash of Coltons this year. I don't Col- think so. I don't no? think he's really taking the, the country by storm. <laughs> he's such a fucking dud. That's why. I love that. Oh I, I still love the idea that he played professional football when he did it. Yeah. That, well, that's obviously a joke. I mean, what did he do? Was he on a practice squad? Do you yeah. know for sure? He was, on the, he was on the Eagles practice squad at one point. What? Yeah. He's, this guy was an Eagle? I know. We could have met him at NovaCare Center. Does he have a ring? <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, no, I don't, yeah, he was with the bachelor at last year so that would ring for him but yeah he was now, now he's all of a sudden I, I like this guy a little bit more he was an eagle huh <laughs> that's right he bleeds, he bleeds green just like us cakes yeah bleeds green out of his butthole <laughs> oh, this guy man I just wish he wasn't so damn boring that, that's, yeah. that's part of my problem with the show. I, you know, I hate that that the NBA dancer. I don't know. How, she's as boring as shit too. Is she the uh, part Asian? Oh, I don't know. Is Isn't that, she? Is that part of her tragedy? No, just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, it's, there's nothing tragic about that, Jeff. Come on, Jesus. Just a joke. Just a joke. I know. It's all all kidding around. <laughs> Um, sorry about that, folks. So I would say I think she's I I I know she's at least part Asian. Yeah, okay. you don't like her. Yeah, she's no, boring. Is she like the the dancer? 
Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she did like the ballroom dancing with him on their first night or something like that. Yes, yes, yeah. I don't. She's as boring as shit to me. My girl Tasha looked pretty good this week, doing her bungee jump, conquering her fears, Johnny, in the beginning of this journey to find love. Yeah, Colton said, "I'm really hoping that today we don't die." That's <laughs> uh, that's deep. You can only get that on the Bachelor. Tell me something. Um, so do you watch the the other way around, the Bachelorette? Yeah, it's all. Yeah, you have. It's the same. You have to watch it. Are they just as good? Well, I mean, it can't be just as good, right? Because now you're just down to looking at there's one woman and then thirty dudes. So from your perspective, <clears throat> being a heterosexual male, you can't care for it as much. It's certainly not as fun, and but uh, the the guys will be just as crazy contestant wise as the girls. Yeah, I do like so, watching a bunch of d bags um, and then try you, to win the affections of one woman. Right. Then you'll have like some MMA guys that want to beat up everybody, and you know, um, you, you know, they're all there'll always be one guy that doesn't work out. Like so, everyone's right. jacked shit, and then there's like the one dude <laughs> that you know has never done a push up, and they yeah. you know they <laughs> they consider him a big pussy, and, and right, you know, and then he's like the sensitive guy, and he can't believe like why do you like the guy that that's like you know uh, super jacked up and hot, and so there's there's that kind of stuff. Again, it's not as fun for us, but it's still it's still good stuff. I'm okay. I'm I'm okay watching a bunch of testosterone fueled morons. You know, just. Uh, yelling at each other and getting into fights. Are there a lot of fights with, with the with the male uh, contestants? You know, not as many as you think. I think there's, you know, like there's a strict probably no fight rule. Like you're instantly kicked off. I'm, I'm guessing if that happens. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. Um, but that that would be most interesting. But yeah, so they're just punking each other the whole time. I guess I'll have to watch that. Do you guys do the draft for for that <laughs> season? Yeah, Johnny, this is this sh- this show is evergreen for us. There's a fantasy season every year. Okay, all right, all year so round. Does that... There's a, there's like another season. I think, I think last year, like they start in January, and then there was like another one. I feel I think in like in May or something. So the bachelor the bachelorette will start in the spring. Sometime. I think I think so. And then the best part is there's a. Uh, there's bachelors in paradise where they go down to like Mexico, like all the, all the losers that were like, you know, contestants go down there and then they all like fuck each other and try to hook up and stuff. There's no, there's no, there's there's no no contest. No, no contest for us. It's just for our pleasure. (laughs) I think it's for their pleasure uh, (laughs) from the way you're describing it. Sounds like temptation Island. Probably. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of seasons coming up, by the way, I, I don't think I talked to you about this. Um, Game of Thrones is returning very soon. April. If, yeah, man. If we don't, if, you know, assuming we uh, start our Sopranos rewatch, we're going to have to, like, buzz through Sopranos or take a Sopranos hiatus once Game of Thrones comes on because, yeah, that'll be a big subject. Absolutely. I mean, this is you're talking about years of storyline here coming down to I I want to say there are only seven episodes, six yeah, episodes. I think, I think six. I saw the running time. Oh, God. There, was, there was like 60 minutes, 60 minutes, 60 minutes, and then like 80, 80, 90 minutes. Like the, like the last four episodes are basically movies. 
So it's okay. going to be really nuts. Yeah, it's going to be insane. I mean, there's so <clears> much, so much story to wrap up in only six episodes. But then, like you said, it's they're going probably an hour and a half to two hours in the last few. So they'll wrap it up in maybe eight or nine hours of filming. Wow. This um, is going to be... I'm really excited. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's one of the few shows where, well, first of all, everyone's watching it, and everyone's watching it week to week. There's literally no spoilers. If you're not watching it Sunday night, then you're an asshole. You know, you can't just hang back like True Detective or anything else. So, like, it's one of the, it's one of the remaining shows where that is the deal. Yeah, Game of Thrones has always been a show where I couldn't – so maybe I wouldn't catch it at like 9 o'clock, but by 10 or 10.30 that night on Sunday, I'm watching it. You know, I might be just streaming it through HBO Go or something like that on the app, but I'm definitely watching it before I hit work the next morning because usually people are talking about it. Like you said, everyone's watching Game of Thrones. I don't know who the hell on earth is not watching that show and why. Why wouldn't you? I, I don't know. Look. Like two years ago, I rewatched the whole series before the, the last season, and it was, you know, you can breeze through it, and it's much it's helpful for, for people with background of it to to remember everybody, or if you're watching it first time to binge right through. So you know, there's so many people. There are. You know what pisses me off is I was, I started out as a, a book reader of that show. Well, so you know, so I read the book first, yeah. right, and. But, you know, because they came out with season one on HBO, however many years ago that was. My God, I guess it was like 10 years ago now. Um, and, you know, so I read that first book, which is called Game of Thrones. And then, you know, so I'd watch a season. And that's how I just kept going on and on and on. And then there are five books that he's written just about this series alone. And I always felt like, you know, that made me feel proud. Like, oh, I was, a, you know, I'm a book reader. I got more background. And then this... This fucking asshole, he stopped writing these books. And so now basically everyone else that is watching the show, they know as much as I do, you know, if not more, if they're paying more attention to the show, because the show has gone far beyond where the books left off. I mean, way beyond. Right. Um, to, to the point where I don't even know, there's really no point in this guy writing these novels, you know, and finishing it off because... No. It's going to be done in a matter of five months, right? It'll all be over by June, probably, I'm thinking. And um, and th there's nothing left. Like, why would I want to... I, at, in the, at the end of the day, HBO has done the show so well that he's not going to be able to do something better in written form than what they've done on the screen. Like, they're doing the story. No. They're, they're telling the story perfectly. Well, and, he's, and he's working with... Benioff and Weiss, so they're all together on this. I, you know, as you were talking about that, I think the real show is, you know, so all he's been doing is is probably eating and fucking. That that's the Bachelor show I want to see, is all, all the chicks lining up to be with this big fatso, <laughs> which I, I, I I'm sure I guess he's got, so. He's got a million. Yeah, I guess he does. He, I mean, he doesn't look very healthy, um, George R R Martin. He's not a healthy-looking guy. But here's what really irritated me, though. He just released uh, in the fall. He released this book, right? I think it was called Fire and Blood or something, but it was about the Targaryen family. And it's like the whole history going all the way back to, I don't know, some of the first Targaryens. And it's, you know, of course it's, I don't know, 700 pages long or something ridiculous. Like, why did you stop and do that 
instead of continuing on with this story that literally everyone in the world cares about. But you, yeah, you that, took that's, time out to go backwards. Like, that's fucking dumb. I doubt, he, I doubt he took time out. That was probably half in the bag already for years. Or, you know. I don't see this guy. I mean, bullshit. Yeah. I think he's he. I think he was involved with another TV show, and then I think he's involved with the prequel too. Oh, so great. I'm sure he's busy with that shit. Yeah, the book readers, you just guys, you all just wasted your time. Yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. So the books are phenomenal, and you do get more insight in the books than you get on the show. Um, you know, there's more backstory, and you understand things a little bit better. But you know, you could just as easily just watch a show like you have done. And you're getting the full story. You don't yeah. need anything more. The book added some things. I, I could go back. I, I went back and read some of the books over again um, because they were that good. But, mm-hmm. oh, my God. I mean, Jesus Christ. I think where the book left off, Jon Snow is still dead, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, think, my God, think of how long ago that was on the show. Spoiler alert. Oh, please. If you're not aware now, my God, the show's been it, it's been on hiatus for like uh, almost two years, hasn't it? Yeah. Game of Thrones has been it's been since like 2017. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I, spoiler, I, I am looking forward to. Just enjoying the fuck out of it, like all week, like like True Detective is back and I'm watching it. And I'm like, you know, once it's over, I'm like, OK, I don't think a, I don't think a thing about it, like. You know, like all week. It's not. I mean, it's never. It never was that on that level, anyway. Or could have been season one. Well, but. season one was for me. I I anticipated that. You know, every week I, I did. Yeah, I. You know what I realized? I'm sick of um. Like with that sharper, sharp objects. Um. <laughs> this. You didn't like that one. No, no. The center. This year, True Detective. Like, I like this year, True Detective. I love. All these characters, I enjoy watching yes. them in each uh, time period. But yeah, I just, I just don't give a shit about the detective story. Like the, like the idea that I'm just being strung along to, like you know, there's a Native American guy, and then there's the the uncle, and you know, I I just don't feel like solving the puzzle. Like this show would be, is definitely at least this season for me. I'd much rather just watch them all at once. Like, like, you know, I just don't give a fuck about, you know, I think, like I said, when you when you tack on the center and like sharp objects, like I'm just like, oh, you know, come on, just get to the point. I mean, enjoying... you don't like the unfolding. You don't like the unfolding. Yeah, mystery. I don't need it. It's not that interesting. I, I realize now everything is going to be like, you know, it's, you know, they're trying to sixth sense you. And, you know, it it doesn't have to be that clever. Just. I. I. I... It's I think to... you're missing you're missing some of what I, uh, what's his name Nick Pizzolatto yeah. I, I I forget the the guy that that wrote it the, is um, yeah it's Nick Pizzolatto I mean I think um you, you seem to be missing some of what he's trying to put across I think he's trying to go deep with like time and space and and then also just telling these awful stories of you know um uh pedophilia you know and these creepy organizations that seem to be sinking their claws into young girls. He's t- I think he's telling a good story. What is it? What is it that you want to see? You just like the character study? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I I I was rewatching season one and the inside the episode of like the last of the finale, 
where he yeah. just bo- he boiled it down to, you know, light versus dark, you know, everything McConaughey was saying. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. And I get that. I mean, I mean, every story can be boiled down like like kind of simply like that. I just, I, you know, I, I don't I don't think I'm necessarily missing the point. I just. No, I'm not I, accusing I, you of that. It seems like you're not. I don't think you like it very much what he's doing. I, I can't even say that I like the season. But then in the beginning, like everyone was like loving it. And then. You know, because it's like it was basically a rehash of season one in a way. So I think that's what they were doing to draw people in. But I I don't think it's necessarily going to end up being that way. I think it's a different story. Yeah. And then I'm I'm, I'm kind of. Do you get Alzheimer's that fast? I'm like trying to figure out the math. I'm like, all right. All right. So, you know, 1980 is this, you know, 90. He doesn't much older than like 15 years later. He's like. You know, the oldest guy in the world. <laughs> like, I know a, he I, he he does a good job of playing an old guy, though. Oh, he's awesome. That's what I mean. I love watching him. I, I, you know, every scene he's great. Um, the wife is great. Um, Dorf is great. I mean, I, yeah, I, Stephen I, Dorf, man. What the hell? I didn't realize he was this good of an actor. No, I mean, that's what I mean. I'm enjoying everything. I'm just. I don't know. I just want to be done with it. Just give me the, you know, just get to the, end. <laughs> get to the end. Nah, this is this is the binge. It's the Netflix generation now. It it is it's, all right. That's it's, a, it's tough. Yeah, I think I'm definitely. That's 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 coloring my viewing of this. Um, you know, I've become a, a Netflix teenager. You know what I used to hate was um, uh, watching Sopranos, and now I'm not saying I hated watching Sopranos. I loved it. And I hated though when you know I'd wait the week, and that was a show where certainly I was watching every week. You know, I didn't miss it on Sunday. And if it was an episode that was maybe a, a little less than what I expected, because yes, it was a great series, but I could pick at least five episodes where I was underwhelmed, mm-hmm. um, like the Kennedy episode or whatever, whatever her um, that old woman that was singing. Happy birthday, you know, to Marilyn Monroe. Like, that was an episode I could have done without. See, I thought that was an important um, episode. I, I'm sure it was. I just, uh, it was underwhelming for me. I, I don't know. And um, maybe the episode with Columbus Day. I Like, that yeah. one was just such a ho-hum for me. So, I used to hate that, where you would wait the full week, and then it would be on, and I'm all like, you're all frothed up, and you're ready to go, and then it's like, wah, wah. You know, and that was the killer. Like, that's why I appreciate the the binging, you know, and that, that I can just, if I don't like it, I can honestly, I can just fast forward through it and get to the next episode if I want to. Just read a recap of it and move on. Um, that was always killed me about Sopranos when a bad episode came on or or just like one that wasn't as good as the rest. Yeah, it's it's true. And, it, and yeah, binging helps it now. There was, you know, you sound like those uh, mouth breathers in, 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 in Philly, like we just had to watch. You know, if, if Tony isn't whacking somebody, I don't like the no, show. No, that's not the case. First of all, my favorite episode <laughs> is Whitecaps, which had nothing to do with anybody whacking anybody. Okay, now I do. You tell me the Columbus Day episode was a good one or a great one? It was horrible. Yeah, that's fine. I don't. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not defending that that, that episode. As, as a bunch of what it reminded me of, because at the time I think I was watching it with a bunch of South Philly people, and what it reminded me of is these morons who they do celebrate Columbus, 
they were lit. I was living amongst them in South Philly <laughs> and they do celebrate Columbus. I had to listen to them say, Oh, the parade is important and blah, blah, blah. I was like, what are you talking about? This guy like massacred, uh, you know, native Americans. Why would I care about him? But you know, I digress. Yeah, I don't. You know, the, the these these ancient discoverers. I mean, well, somebody was going to find some every place. I mean, I don't know if that's that's a good accomplishment. I mean, good for right. him on, on sailing. You know, where you thought you were going to fall off the edge of the earth. Yeah, it was great. He was. Uh, uh, well, forget about it, man. I am not going to get into the atrocities that that guy perpetrated. At least what I read, the history books that I read, they tell some uh, grim tales about that son of a bitch. Little Howard Zinn, you're up to. Uh, yeah, actually, I have read Howard Zinn. People's History? Yeah. Yeah. You you into that? This is why you hate America, Johnny Cakes? I love America. <laughs> I, I'm here to help make it better. So you I'm finally read great again. So you finally read a book and it's bullshit. <laughs> Do you got your MAGA hat on right now while we're uh, podcasting? Yeah, I was in Chicago actually this week and I was terrorizing uh, gay guys every chance I got. Oh, great. Good for you. That's <laughs> wonderful. Was Colton there? <laughs> Colton. <laughs> is he one of the guys you were terrorizing? Yeah, man. Minus, uh, minus 21 degrees in Chicago. I, you know, I had I had meetings that were canceled. Businesses were closed down. I'm like, come on, everybody. It's minus for 20. minus 20? Yeah. It was like the coldest day in Chicago and maybe ever. I think it may have broke or tied the record. Wasn't Minnesota like minus 40 or something? I don't know. I, was, I wasn't there, Johnny. I only care about where I am. It was minus 20. I don't blame you. I, I wouldn't have cared either. I mean, I thought it was cold here, and it was it was like 4 or 5 or 6 or something right. the other night. But... Chicago was colder than Antarctica this week. <laughs> I love Chicago, though. Yeah. How, how many days were you there? I was there. It, I, I was like the only plane that flew in on Tuesday. And it was like the only plane that was allowed to fly out like Thursday night. Um, but I was there for all the cold. Yeah, it's a bad time of year to be in Chicago, I have to say. That's when I lived there. I lived there. I lived in Chicago for like six months uh, or five months. And it was like January through May. And of course, in May, it was beautiful. But ugh, January where, and February. Where'd Chicago, you live? I was right on Printer's Row. Oh, I don't Do you know. Are you familiar? No. Downtown? Is that, is that, no, no. It's great. It's uh, I mean, it's it's where I guess they call it Printers Row because a lot of uh, uh, book printers and stuff like that, and they have book fairs and and things. But you know, I was working at the stock exchange at the time. Um, but it's beautiful. It was nice and quiet. I lived right over top of a subway, and I would just go downstairs and get my subway every every night for dinner. I loved it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big subway guy, but I lived over top of one, and I was uh, early twenties. So what the hell. Did you get? Uh, were you involved with uh, the manhunt for Dr. Richard Kimball? I tell you what, I saw that this is a true story. One of the cops from the fugitive. So I, um, one night, me and a couple of the guys I worked with, we used to go to this place called the Blue Note. The Blue Note every night, and you know, just drink vodka just nonstop. And that place closed around two thirty or three, and then not that far from there was it was just this cop bar. And I think it was called Mike's and, you know, the guy that owned it was named Mike and, um, gotcha. you get, you follow me so far? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Uh, I've, it took me a second to think, wait, why did they call it Mike's? So um, anyway, it was one of these like real nondescript places, almost like a speakeasy. It looked like just a row home. Uh-huh. But you went in and it was a bar. I mean, it, it was definitely a bar. And um, I was in this cop bar and I – well, two stories about this place. But number one, the guy that one of the cops from The Fugitive – and I'll, I'll have to point him out to you. I have no idea what his name is. He was sitting in this bar, in this cop bar, and I recognized him. He had glasses. He's kind of like a stubby, fat guy. But you would definitely know him if I if I showed him to you from, from watching The Fugitive. And I asked him. I was like, hey, are you, were you in The Fugitive? He just gave me a nod like, yeah. And then he turned away because he didn't want to talk to me. I was like a 23-year-old <laughs> asshole. Um, but, you know, it's a slight brush with fame. And then um, I was uh, playing pool. We were playing pool with uh, a couple of guys. Uh, we were playing pool with two guys, and they were definitely some shady-looking characters. And I believe that they were informants, you know, that they were just like guys that worked with the cops. Ah. And, yeah. And, uh, they Shady characters, let me tell you. And so we were playing pool, and they wanted to play for a shot and a beer. So me, it was actually at this point, yeah, I was with two guys. So me and one of my buddies, this guy Dan, uh, we played pool with these guys, and we beat them. And so they had to get us a shot in the beer. And I think the one guy was a little pissed about this. And so he's talking to us, and and he starts saying, like, you know, you don't know. I don't even know how the conversation got here, but he started with, you know, I could do whatever I wanted in here to you. And nobody in here is going to do anything. He's like, there's all cops in here, but he's like, I'm friends with them and you're not. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, that sounds great. He's like, he's like me and my buddy, we could drag you guys to the corner and fuck you in the ass. And he said, and these cops ain't going to do anything. I said, whoa. I said, we got to get this. So I turned on my buddy down. I said, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, all right. I turned on my buddy down. I was like, please, can we get the fuck out of here right now? Because <laughs> I'm afraid this is actually going to happen. Um, cause if this guy wanted to do it, I don't think I was going to be able to stop him. He was a good, he had a good seven, eight inches uh, of height on me and, uh, he was pissed, you know, and he had just downed like a couple shots of, I think we, we were doing like shots of Jack and like a Budweiser or something like that. Jesus. And he was, this guy was starting to get toasted. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's like quarter of six in the morning. We're at this bar. <laughs> um, you know, we had been out all night. Oh yeah. Uh, a lot of nights like that in Chicago, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's my Chicago story. Oh my gosh. How's that one? It's a happy tale, right? <laughs> I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I guess this guy probably did that before. <laughs> I mean, he's throwing that example out there. Would you be able to rip his throat out and then just toss him? I, into well, the lake? let me tell you something. Something would have happened. But my, the, the thing is like, if he smashed me over the head with a bottle and like half knocked me unconscious, you know, maybe I wouldn't be in such a position to, to put up a fight. I mean, yes, clearly, if I had all my wits about me, you know, this guy's not getting in there without me. I, I mean, I might tear his eyes out uh, or, or just, like, but rip his throat open with my teeth. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll go down fighting. You're getting, o- you're getting overtaken by this guy, and you're hoping that the extra from the fugitive is, please be a real cop. Help me out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that guy was definitely a real cop, but and I don't think that anyone would have allowed someone to be raped in the bar. This guy was he was going a little bit too far with his uh, braggadocia, if you if you will. But yeah, I don't know that I don't know what the hell that guy's problem was. He was just pissed that we beat him, and uh, yeah, I would say probably a lot of these CIs are fucking creeps, man. That's my guess. Well, uh, yeah, that's 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 quite, that's quite a tale, Johnny. That's not the Chicago <laughs> I, I know. I'm just in the uh, suburbs gotta, and I'm cold. You got to visit the south side, south side of Chicago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, uh, duly noted. I will not go to Mike's. 
<laughs> well, you can't find it in a phone book. I can <laughs> promise you that. We got there. I think it was um, like a taxi driver. We were asking him, hey, is there any place we could go? And this is after the Blue Note had closed. And this guy, he took us, he dropped us off there to one night. It was one of those places you had to ring the buzzer and then they would buzz you in. Why they let us in, I have no idea. No <laughs> clue. It's amazing. Yeah, it was great. Um, hey, look, I got the story to tell, and I didn't get raped, so you know, at least I can look back fondly and say, oh, I, you know, I escaped that narrowly escaped. <laughs> so it's a happy ending. Yeah, things could have turned out a lot differently for you, mate. You know, I, right? I, I don't know what to say, Johnny. Years <laughs> of therapy. This is this could be the first story you tell the bachelorette one day when you're on a one-on-one date with her. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, she'd be like, "My dad's name is my dad." Well, my dad's name is Mike. Oh, Mike, <laughs> <Mike-a>! oh. <laughs> it'll bring me back. To... <laughs> like I was uh, viciously assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> my Jesus. prison moment outside of prison. <laughs> that's quite a quite. A, that's something. Yeah. So, any anywho, <laughs> don't you love that phrase? Anywho. Yeah, I hate that shit. That's, we can add that to the list of things we hate people say. Yeah, what are what are some of the things that we came up with? Anywho is a real bad one. Um, it is what it is. Did you say that? Oh, I hate that. I, I I say I say dumb shit all the time, and I immediately text you like I I was telling somebody today uh, when their dog was sniffing my leg. I'm like, oh, she smells my doggies. I'm like, Jesus Christ, did you really just say that, you idiot? <laughs> people say that all the time. I, know. I guarantee I've said it. Oh yeah. I'm like, what? What about? Why are we so proud about that? It's just a dumb thing. I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, there's so many. There are. Any who's a good one though. Everything happens for a reason. That's a good one. (laughs) No shit. So wait, let's dissect that one for a second. So everything happens for a reason. So is it? It's not true. So like, if if a book falls on your foot. Off the, say you're like walking past a bookshelf, you knock a book off it, and it hits you on your, your pinky toe and breaks it. What was the reason? The reason was that the, that you, you, you hit the book by accident. I don't, I don't know. But I, I thought it was it, it happened to cause something else. Isn't that – so when somebody – like if you got punched in the mouth and somebody says uh, – your mom said, oh, well, everything happens for a reason. Uh, like, I, see what, what, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so everything is – What's supposed to happen after that that, that's good? Right. That broken toe, you know, will lead you to somewhere you shouldn't have been and, uh, you know, oh, you'll meet meet your future wife at the the, uh, foot doctor. Right, right. None of that's true. Like none of these things happen. You know, you get punched in the mouth. It's like you go to the dentist, you get your tooth fixed, and you go home. The only thing that happened was you had a bill. And you're in pain, and you look like a you know, look like somebody got their ass kicked at work. Well, it's a great and... thing to say because, you know, that's the, really the fun part of life. When you look back at you know, however you met anybody, like like everything we do is a complete coincidence to even meet anybody to be anywhere. And when you look back on it, like holy shit, how was I in this exact spot at this moment? So yes. it's one of those, of course, you know. So everything is like a super, super coincidence when you when you look at it that way. So then you get to say everything happens for a reason. And then, you know, uh, God wanted me to find you here at the dentist. Well, everything is happening because of every single thing that you've done in your life. Whoa. Like, I know. I, I just blow your mind. <laughs> Holy that. shit. Hold on. Give me Think a second. about every 
single step that you've taken, every decision you've made has led you to this point talking to me right now. Whoa. I, I know. I'm like Nick Pizzolatto from uh, True Detective. <laughs> is, our podcast a, uh, is our podcast a flat circle? It's like Inception, this podcast. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> what's that McConaughey movie? Oh, damn it. The one where he was traveling through time. Did you see that one? He no. was like an astronaut. No, I um, didn't. Oh, you didn't? Oh, you have to see that one. I'll, I'll, I'll find the name of it. I can't believe it. Damn it. I'll put it in the show notes. I cannot believe I can't remember the name of that fucking movie. If only there was something called, uh, you know, where you could look something up <laughs> online and research it while is you were he, talking to someone. Is he like a Texas astronaut? Um, I don't know. I Yeah, I think he was in, uh, in uh, Texas, as a matter of fact. And yeah, it's Interstellar. Interstellar was the name of the movie. I just found it. Yeah, Interstellar. Yeah, it's a good one. I'm surprised you never saw it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. But anyway, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, everything that you've done, you know, you could have made a, a, a crazy decision or just a, a simple yes or no choice like uh, five years ago, and you and I wouldn't be doing this podcast for whatever reason. Yeah, that's true. And I wouldn't. Have, Everything happens for a reason, Jeff. Adrian Peterson, like blowing out his knee, was the reason I won my first year of fantasy football. See, and that's just something he did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I but did. You it. had to. Yeah, yeah. I was probably. You involved. had to not draft him in order to win. So well, by I, not drafting him. No, I did draft that, him that's what a year him. later. Oh, did he blow out a knee? I came into the league the year he was coming back. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's that was the year that the Cuz drafted your team for you. Yeah, yeah. His first win. <laughs> Personally, personally. Oh my! So speaking of football, <clears throat> it's Super Bowl weekend. I can't believe we've gone uh, forty-five minutes without bringing this up. But the Super Bowl is tomorrow. Ooh, I'm excited. I love my favorite day of the year. Yeah, you um, said that. We're uh, we, last week helped us. We both went two and zero. So for the playoffs, we're both. I'm six five and one. You're six four and one. Um, we uh, had some good good props. We had under passing yardage for Breeze was a win. Over for Golf was a win. Uh, under for Mahomes was a loss for you. Sorry. Um, over That's for okay. over for Brady was a win. The Chris Hogan over twenty nine and a half yards was a huge win. Huge. That was big. Um, that was big. We had Michelle. That, that was a little dicey. That was a little dicey for a while. It was, and then it Chris became a, a blowout. And uh, yes, you know, I have to, you know, what what a great what great winners I gave everybody. If you listen closely, sure, <laughs> I, I I was listening. I mean, and you I, did well. I basically I gave a final score twenty six twenty two. The final is twenty six twenty three, and then I had uh thirty one twenty seven Patriots, and it was thirty seven thirty one or thirty three whatever. Um, but it's just wild. I it, just everything was hitting for me. Even that a miracle over in the Kansas City game. Heart, I know. I'm, I'm heartbroken for the underbetters, but that that was a tough one for them. But you nailed the I, whole. You nailed the whole Patriots game plan. Uh, you know, it's frustrating watching that first half. Like you know, uh, John Gribbs from you know Garden State of Mind knew the game plan. Andy, like why didn't you? <laughs> For real, 
it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, how did he not anticipate what they were going to try and do? And it was so simple. It's what I would have done right. you know, if, if I were the coach of the Patriots. Um, I don't know, man. Reed just gets out coached in big games. He he didn't get destroyed. He he didn't no. have the defense to stop that team. That's that's the problem. Well, we 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 talked about this all year. A defense like yeah. that can't can't win. You know, um, I don't know how that's going to play into our Rams discussion coming up, but you know, I don't. But the better teams, I think, both won on Sunday. Um, I think the frustrating thing is I've had I've had a few conversations lately, um, Eagles conversations. One with a cousin you don't know. Um, I saw up and he was like, "We got talking about the Eagles," and he doesn't really know watch football. And he's like, "Well, the Eagles got lucky last year," and I'm like, I, "God, it's such a stupid take. It's it it makes no sense." I mean, it's not. It's is it lucky to have a zillion injuries and a backup quarterback starting for you? It wasn't luck. I'm I'm tired of uh, this, uh, this. This people thinking this way is just insane to me. I and, can't even entertain uh, it. It's absurd. I'm you know, like, there's no luck involved. There's right. Game plan and execution. And it was like days after I discussed like how you know just how great that Eagles team was on the pod, and then I'm talking to our Alabama friend, and he's like, "Yeah, I I want to keep Foles," and I'm like. What? Like I, huh? I, I don't know why. I don't know why I, we shouldn't be in the position to have to say whether we want to keep Foles or not. It it, it says nothing to do with anything, really. Uh, I I will love Foles obviously forever, but it doesn't mean I want to keep him unless it's. I, I just don't get it. I don't know what everyone's thinking, man. I don't know. Uh, there's so many. I I can't. I almost can't understand uh, like seventy percent of the football opinions that I hear on a day to day basis. And that's where I struggle. <clears throat> and I that's why oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry too. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, what I was gonna say was that's why I, I find, you know, a podcast or a broadcaster that I agree with and I just latch on to them. Because I, I every time I try to step outside and listen to somebody new or get some new opinions, I'm like, This is people are fucking idiots. And if I listen to anything local for sure, I get I get the dumbest opinions. Uh, around anything I listen to in Philly area, for the most part, outside of like Mike Missinelli, who who does seem to have a level head on his shoulders, I can't listen. I definitely can't listen to the fans calling in, because yeah, you're right. Uh, debates about Foles and and uh, Wentz and and all that garbage is stupid. You know why are we even wasting time with this? We know what needs to happen with Foles. Um, we're we're not going to keep him around. You can't pay him, so you got to let him go, and that's fine. That yeah. makes sense to me. I, yeah, I, but I, I think now lately too, this past week, where I'm, I'm hearing like you know, yeah, uh, cousin Sal. Well, the Rams, the Rams are better than the Eagles were last year, and Goff is better than Foles, and McVay is better than Peterson. Really, Foles, who actually has a track record and has has had success in the NH, in the NFL, Peterson, who's beaten McVay twice on his home field. You, I, these declarations just drive me insane. That's Eagles. Hey, wait a minute. Nick Foles outdueled Jared Goff <laughs> right. on the football field this year. Yeah. Not that long ago. Right. I, I just, I, you know, the idea of, you know, and then there's Patriots fans that are like humiliated by that loss. No, man. That was, a, it was a, there's nothing to be humiliated about other than you just got your ass beat. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know why. I, I just, Number one, I'm really, I'm still content. I'm still very happy with everything. And most of all, 
I like this team and this culture. We are a good team. I, I could argue right now, I know we're better than the Saints, and we probably could have beaten the Rams. Like, we were one of the best teams in the playoffs this year, no matter how we got yes. there. And, uh, uh, you know, to transition to the Saints, boy, <laughs> I will. Oh, tough break. <laughs> Those, there are such a preening bunch of assholes when, when you know, like when uh, I think it was Ted Ginn when he made that, when he caught that long pass in the fourth quarter, the only reason he caught it, Breeze way under threw it. The Rams defender did not make a play on the ball at all for some reason. Like he, no. he, he could have easily batted that away. And then they, you know, they're running up to the cameras. I mean, everyone does that now, but now there's such a bunch of whiny cunts. And I tell you, in an alternate universe, I wish the Saints had a one because the Patriots would have fucking annihilated them. Breeze wouldn't even have had like 200 yards passing. Breeze is Breeze and Breeze and Peyton. They are so lucky the officials fucked up that call because Breeze is basically done as far as I'm concerned. And Peyton, his play was atrocious. He is lucky for those officials. Yeah, they they weren't. I I was surprised actually that he didn't have a better uh, game plan than than what he brought to the table. Breeze's arm is done. It's like Cam Newton's arm, but Cam Newton at least has an excuse needs surgery. Uh, Breeze's arm is just done. So you're right. He can't make the throws that he needs. That's why they bring in Taysom Hill, who might be their quarterback uh, sooner rather than later. Sean Payton threw the ball on first down, and then on the on the play that wasn't called, he threw it again. Stop throwing it. You got come. You got you got Kamara Allen. What's in Kamara? What the fuck? Whatever. You know Kam- what I'm talking about. Just hand the Kamara. ball. Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Whatever. <laughs> hand the ball fucking <laughs> off to this guy. Like, what are you doing? This yeah. is football one. I don't. Well, I was glad. I mean, I wanted the Rams to win, so I didn't want Peyton to you know call the right plays. I was just amazed what he was doing. Why would you keep that? Why would you keep stopping the clock? Why wouldn't you just run the ball? And and you have a good chance with Kamara and Ingram to actually get the first down. You see, very in, stupid. In my books, in my book, geniuses don't fuck up two years in a row, and they actually make the Super Bowl. Like like Belichick, you know, he's had a right. he's had a few losses here and there, but a real genius overcomes this shit. And what have what have we been saying all year? You're, there's bad calls every fucking game. You just got to go in assuming you're going to get fucked out of 10 points. You know what you do? Yeah. Make, sh- make sure you're up 11. So when you yeah, get fucked right. out of 10, it doesn't it doesn't cost you. That's right. Stop whining about a missed call. I don't care if people think it was the worst missed call uh, in NFL history. It wasn't. There have been others that were just as awful. The Des Bryant missed call, you know, that, that screwed Dallas out of a out of a win in the playoffs was just as bad. Of course. And yet, you know, that fan base isn't crying right now. And they cried a little bit at the time, but I don't remember anything like what I've been hearing with this New Orleans Saints nonsense. And it's because it's Peyton and Drew Brees. And so the media loves to worship and suck their asses. And so now I have to listen about how they were robbed. Oh, and Sean Payton's been, he spent three days binging shows on Netflix because he was just yeah. so upset. And that's what he's been doing. That's what I heard. Yeah. I heard that's what he did. He just went into hiding for three days. He binged on Netflix. I think Sims might have even talked about that. What a baby. 
Just get over it and move on. You think Belichick goes and gets a gallon of ice cream (laughs) if he gets ripped off in a game and he just cuddles up with a blankie and watches movies? Of course not. Bullshit. Do you you agree that the Patriots would have destroyed them? Yes. Yes, they they would have gotten annihilated. They would have known that Breeze can't throw. They would have been all over uh, the running back. And uh, yeah, and and Thomas wouldn't have done anything. There was no chance they they would have. Uh, I, I... No, they would have put Gilmore or J.C. Jackson on Michael Thomas, and what? What? So then they have to worry about Ted Ginn, and they just would have. They probably would have had to um, just been spying Kamara, is my guess, and just have like maybe even double team that guy. And yeah, they would. I think uh, Belichick would have taken the Saints out easily. Oh yeah, that, that would have been a joke. And... The Rams, I think, have some more weapons. Yeah, I think – well, the Rams were better. The Rams were better that game. Uh, I will say the Rams remind me of the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles are better than the Saints. Think about how the team I, is constructed. I, you know, but after the Saints beat the Eagles, it became a you know a, a love genius fest with Shea, Paul, you know Peyton and the Saints. And, you know, like, like oh, the Eagles were lucky to be there. No, they weren't. You know, every game is a matter of inches. And, the, you know, the Eagles had a few miscatches here and there, interceptions. You know, the Eagles should have easily been up 17 nothing if not 21 nothing early on in that game and that's a different story but i mean that you know it is what it is and uh <laughs> not every not everything happened for a reason there but you know there uh, it was too much it's, oh it was uh that was a heart it's heartbreaking that we lost to that slop team uh that the eagles had to go down to the saints it is and the saints couldn't even beat the rams so whatever you know we'll move on we got I, our super bowl victory last year we'll be back next year we will be. I'm very confident how good this team is, the foundation, and I know we'll be back. I'm not. I'm not concerned about that in the least. Um, I actually, I had my sales meeting that week, and we have a new employee, and he's actually um, from New Orleans, and he was at the championship game, and uh, that's the first thing I asked him. I said, "So what do you think?" I mean, calls aside, and he's like, "God, it was finally someone normal." He's like, "Yeah, you know, they they outplayed us. The call sucks, but." Even, you know, I, I talked to the one normal Saints guy, I guess. Right, you, you did, because there, there doesn't seem to be many. But I think it's dying down now. You know, Goodell came out, and what was he going to say? Yeah, it was a missed call, so he said it was a missed call. But I'm glad that they weren't even entertaining the thought of overturning the game. Oh, God. That just would have been ridiculous. No, that's... And that I... might have made me stop watching for a little bit. That might have. I would have been very irritated by that. It would have been interesting to see it happen. That would have been kind of funny, but yeah, there's no chance. So dumb. It would have been history. Do you think – making? so what's your – all right, so what's your Super Bowl pick? My Super Bowl pick is the Rams plus two and a half. Hmm. Yeah, I, I – um, certainly, look, I, I think that – oh, God. The Patriots probably uh, – they, they should win this game, um, but – I, th- I like the level playing field where McVeigh's had now, you know, two weeks, just like Belichick. Um, and I know that Belichick can scheme to take some things away, but the Rams have been winning without um, Gurley, right? Like, you got C.J. Anderson, um, you got Robert Woods, you got Brandon Cooks. And, and yeah, Belichick knows how to, how to scheme against uh, Brandon Cooks and, and some of those players. But I don't know. I feel like the Rams just have too many weapons and the scariest thing to me about going with the Rams is that if they just get to golf, like game over, you know, that, that, that's the problem with my pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that the Rams are going to be competitive. 
you know, I, I don't necessarily care about um, the the record. And I don't like when people say, oh, the Patriots have never, you know, I, I forget. I heard a lot of things this week supporting why the Patriots are going to win. And it's mostly like, hey, they don't lose in this situation. Uh, but but the Rams, I think are, they they've shown me that they're good enough to beat a team like the Patriots. And I don't know, like Gronk's on his last leg. Um, I, I'm just not all that that thrilled with with the Patriots this year. I just I think it's Belichick and Brady. Yeah, I you know so I so a couple things. So the night of the championships games, I had uh, Patriots minus one. I already bet it. Uh, I just, you know, and in fact, the Rams were a favorite early. So people got a little crazy, I think, with the Patriots. And, and it's funny when you look at the Patriots, you know, it's been a love fest for two weeks. Like they're they're losing the game to the Chiefs. They're, you know, they went to overtime. They, you know, they lost to the Eagles. They were losing by 25 points to the Falcons. They, you know, they could have yeah. lost to the Seahawks. They could have lost to the Jaguars last year in a championship game. But the thing is, for the most part, they don't lose these games. I don't, you know, and it's amazing how close it, it always seems to be. Um, a couple things I like about the Rams, and I think, you know, we get we kill coaches for game time game time decisions, all that stuff. But you know, this week, I both these coaches, whether they can make a game time mess up, but I think scheme wise, they're both really smart. We'll figure it out. As much as we love that we beat McVeigh this year at home or on the road, you know, I still think he can figure something out. I like, I really like the fact that Gurley had an off game and McVeigh was like smart enough to get him a touchdown. Like it's, yeah. it's kind of insane to think Gurley had like, you don't think of in football players. Like you see a basketball player, like, you know, a three point shooter and he's not hitting you. Like he's like, he's cold. Like it makes sense. Like I've never really seen that with a football player. Like he's dropping passes. Like he can't, it looks like he can't play anymore. And I think I, I like the fact that McVeigh made sure to get him a touchdown. And he did. He's keeping him interested. Yeah. Keeping him involved. I like a lot of the girly stuff this week. Over 63 and a half yards rushing. Um, I like him. There's like verses. Will he have more rushing yards, Gurley or Michelle? Gurley is plus 130 versus rushing yards against Michelle. I really like that a lot. Um, I like, where is it? Um, Gurley for MVP is plus 900. I think this could be a Gurley game. However, I'm still picking the Patriots. Okay, so you're taking the Patriots laying two and a half. Yeah, I think this I think this game is a carbon copy of last week. I think it's – I love the first half under 27 and a half. You know, I think this is maybe a 10-7 first half game. Um, and I think the Rams will get – their act together scoring wise in the second half. I probably, I think I like the over for the game, but I think it's definitely a slow start. Definitely like the under 10 and a half in the first quarter. Um, I don't, uh, I, 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 but I just think somehow the, the Patriots will pull it out and they'll, you know, they'll get it figured out. I think the Patriots kind of stymieing the Rams in the first half, the way they did with the chiefs will be ultimately will pushes them over the, over the top. Yeah, so I, I'm seeing it a little bit differently. I don't think they're going to be able to do that. I think the Rams are actually going to come out to a lead, and I think it's going to be Sue and Aaron Donald that are going to be stymieing the Patriots for a while. Mm. I think the Patriots are going to do what they do. They're going to make their comeback in the second half, 
and whether they lose by a field goal or they win by one, um, I just like the Rams with that uh, two and a half points. To, to, I think that they're going to have the lead for a majority of the game. And I think it's going to be um, all about the Patriots just getting back into it in the second half like they always do. So, all right, cool. So you and I are on opposite sides. I think this will decide our playoff uh, record right here. Do you have a score? Head to head. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Um, I want to go, I'm going to say uh, 31-30 Patriots. Hmm. I'm thinking uh, 30 38 35 Patriots. Oh, okay. Wow, you like a higher scoring. Okay. Eventually, like it's, this is all second half points to me. Um Now, I'm also going to I'm also going to hedge since I had the Patriots minus 1. I'm definitely going to take a Rams money line. Yeah, that's a good bet. It worked out for me last week where I was betting everything and everything was I, I had the Chiefs in the second half which won I had the Patriots to win which I had I had so many wins it was great like opposite sides <laughs> Do you um, but it all paid off for you It did I had a great weekend but um do you want see it's for me it's a no lose because if the Patriots win I'm like okay good you're on the side that you know always wins and covers you know instead of being a Patriots hater just roll with it and then you win but then on the other hand if the Rams win, I'm like, okay, that's cool too, because of the Patriots lost. Um, yes, it's, it's yeah, a, I mean, I'm. It's a no lose for me betting wise. For me, it could be a lose. It could be a, a a lose lose. It could be. I'm 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 banking on the Rams at least covering for me. Uh, it's obviously a double wh- double whammy if that they take the Patriots down. I get to watch the Patriots lose two seasons in a row um, by basically two teams that beat them very similarly. Is is what I'm anticipating. Uh, so we'll see. Now, I hope Brady uh, drops another pass this year. I, I would love to see that. That'd do, be great. Do you um? So would you rather you'd rather the Rams win and add to the list of teams that beat them than the Eagles being only one of only two? I'm okay. Yeah, that's all right. I, I mean, I, I at the end of the day, oh God, that's another phrase I fucking yeah. hate people say. Um, so let, rewind. I didn't say that. Um, really, when it when it's all said and done. Uh, for me in my life, looking back on the Eagles, I'm hoping that they have seven or eight Super Bowl victories, and I won't care so much that they they were one of the teams that beat the Patriots. Like it's already that they're not the only one. In fact, the Giants did it twice. So the Eagles, to me, still need to go ahead and do that two or three more times, right? To to be in that in that list. Yeah. So no, I, I don't All care right. so much. It. You better bet the Patriots. It'll be fun to watch the Rams. You better bet the Patriots Sunday, just so you don't have the double whammy. I know, the double whammy. Yeah, well, we'll see. By the way, we'll my, see. a couple of my favorite bets, tails, always tails. Will the game go into overtime? Yes, plus 900. Will there be a safety? Yes, is plus 800. Either team to win by three? Yes, is plus 350. I love that. Um, Gatorade, I like green and yellow, plus 300. Okay. Those are all, those are all solid I'm going to play this back later, and, and uh, I'm going to put money on all those. I like a little quarter up Patterson, too. Receiving yards over 14 and a half. I like that a lot. Yeah, he's been somewhat quiet, so I'll be surprised to see what happens with you, him. You know there's going um, to be a Patriot that is out of nowhere, and I like the idea of Patter- being Patterson. It could be Dorsett. Yeah, it could be. It could be, be Philip Dorsett, but we shall see. 
Oh, or it'll be the tight end uh, besides Gronk that nobody's heard from this year. I, I don't even—I forget his uh, name. Dwayne Allen. <laughs> it'll be Dwayne I, Allen. I like Gronk a little bit. He's fifteen and a half receiving yards. White, yeah, fifty-one and a half. Gurley, thirty and a half. I like the over there, receiving yards. Well, White, I always like the over, especially in playoffs yeah. and, and certainly in a Super Bowl. That guy, oh, you know, he's just money for that team. Here you go. Total, total yards. James Devlin. Over four and a half. Uh, that's that's tough. I'm taking under. I'm I'm under. All right. You're laying. He's goal line. You're minus. He's goal line. All right. You're minus one forty three there with that under. Yeah, I'll bet I am. How about this? Tom Brady over a half rushing. Over a half. All he needs is, is rush for one yard. I love. Yeah, it. love I, the I, over. I take that. I love the over. For sure. He'll get a yard. Lock it in. Lock it in, yeah. everyone. <laughs> That's it. I don't go too crazy on the props. That's about all I do, all these. Oh, yeah, you don't go too crazy. Just the color of the Gatorade and uh, whether or not somebody's going to go over a half a yard. Oh, Rusty. The Gatorade's a big winner for me. Every year I pick the color. And, in fact, my favorite one – so I've been chasing overtime in a Super Bowl for years, and Tennessee Rams was like a tragedy for me. And – um so when it finally happened, uh, Patriots Atlanta, I also bet that there will be no Gatorade or no color or something, which won because since they won in overtime, it was such a mess. There was no Gatorade that happened. So I won overtime <laughs> and I won no Gatorade color. It was fucking great. Good for you. Oh, that's perfect. That's one of my best days, Johnny. That's a backdoor. That, that's backdoor in your way into a Gatorade win right there. Isn't that beautiful? There was no Gatorade. Yeah. Beautiful. There can be no color. That's like a, Nick Pizzolatto would have written it that way. <laughs> there is no color because there was no Gatorade. Right. And if there was never Gatorade, um, there's the uh, – I can't get as philosophical think, as you. No, I know. I, well, I'm confusing myself once I get down into those rabbit holes. I lose track of what, what the hell I was talking about. Um, all right. Well, we got to call it quits for, for this week. So happy Super Bowl weekend to you and to everyone. Yes. I hope you win all your bets, except for the one that I, I gambled against you in. You too, Johnny Cakes. All right, man. Um, so, listen, uh, happy Super Bowl. Everyone enjoy. Jeff, take care of yourself. We will be back at it next week with some more hot takes, of course. Have a good one, man. Later. Later. It's the God of the state of mind. Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time Football kids and movies about crime It's a garden state of mind